everyone, my name is Alex and you're listening to the Staggered Stance Podcast where I give my staggered stance on everything and anything stand-up paddleboarding as well as personal and lifestyle. Today I want to talk about something a little more personal, something that I've experienced. Uh, recently in the past around three months, I've been traveling the world pretty much. In September, I went to Washington DC. In October, I toured Europe and I went to England France, Switzerland, and Italy, and then November through December, I went to Barcelona and Madrid, and I actually, I love posting about my traveling, but unfortunately, the people that follow me on my account, on my paddling account, don't really enjoy it, clearly, my followers at least. Whatever I post about my traveling doesn't get any traction, and I'm really sad about it because I want to post about it, but clearly, not many people are interested in it. And I just don't want to risk my account keep on getting like low likes and all that stuff because then that affects like its reach and all that stuff. It's social media stuff. But anyways, I want to talk about a little realization I had uh, during my trip and that is how little I should rely on material objects and how little I think the entire world should rely on material objects because right now we are living in such a consumerist capitalist world and all these companies bank on you buying cheap and poorly made items just to get you by or to serve one single purpose and so i want to talk about a little bit of the realizations that i had on my trip and maybe help you guys i consider myself a minimalist i've considered myself a minimalist for a while i do not buy stuff that i know i won't 100% like or use. If I buy something, it is for a specific purpose and it has a job and I'm going to use it continuously. That is my goal when I buy stuff. And when it comes to clothing and all that stuff, I know when I buy something, I know I'm 100% going to like it. I'm going to feel comfortable and it's going to work with several other pieces of my clothing and my closet. I also stopped buying things like room decor. Now, this is just a personal thing because again, I'm, I'm 18. Uh, who knows where I'm going to be the next few years, so it doesn't make sense to spend my money on making my room pretty when I might not even be here next year. I remember the first time that I really went through everything and dis- not discarded, but decided to sell the things that I was no longer using. I got rid of so many things, and then recently my mom and some of my other friends have been wanting to do a bazaar or a garage sale, and I was looking at myself and I'm like, wait, I have nothing to sell because after our first grad show, I was so conscious of what I was buying that everything that I had bought, I liked and was using. And this was all fine until I went on my trip and I realized even more how little I should rely on material objects. I brought a carry-on for my Europe trip. I was there for a month and I only brought a carry-on and a backpack. When you are tied down to a limited amount of clothes, especially from a carry-on, you realize how important those items are, what you don't use, what you don't think is actually important, and what items you have back at home, how much of a purpose they serve to you. I noticed that in my Europe trip, there were clothing, there were pieces of clothing that I didn't even use because I was like, no, I'm going to wear what's comfortable, what's nice, uh, what I feel good in, what's convenient. And I realized that I hadn't really worn uh, certain pieces of clothing. And so when I went to Spain, I brought even less stuff. And then I noticed even more about things that I was and wasn't using. And I think when you really, I want to say this again, when you rely on so little object for such a long time, you realize how little importance random things in your life that are outside of what you currently have 
actually serve a purpose to you, if that makes sense. Even though I prided myself in being a minimalist and having everything that actually served me a purpose, I did notice once I came back from Spain, a lot of items in my room that I didn't really need. And I realized it was just like a mental thing where I see items that I know I'm not really using, but it's like a just in case item. It just takes up space in my brain, in my head, and in my space. And in turn, if I have a crowded space, I have a crowded mind. So. I pretty much the second that I got back, I started going through my stuff, specifically in my art supplies. I have so much art supplies from when I was younger, and I've never wanted to get rid of my art supplies because I'm like, oh, what if I want to do this? What if I want to do that? But I realized how much space it was taking up in my room, so I decided to not get rid of everything, but to just downsize, to have a smaller amount of things. That way it could be housed in a smaller area, and then turn, I could reorganize my stuff and the stuff that I did get rid of when it comes to art supplies it was inexpensive things where it's like okay I don't have to have this much of this specific item specifically string that was string for me I had so much string it was crazy and I was like oh but what if I need it what if I need it but it's it's string uh <laughs> if you or if I wanted string for a future art art project i will go out and buy it it is inexpensive it's super easy to get and i know that the amount of string i'm getting is for the amount that the art project requires that way i don't have an entire tupperware under my bed full of string so that was a little bit of my realization uh during my trip i also the first coming back from europe the first time i got rid of so many of my clothes because i realized that they just weren't serving me a purpose I was like, uh, like one, I didn't feel comfortable in it. Two, it no longer really fit my body. Or three, it was wearing out. It's like, why are you holding on to this stuff when you know you're barely gonna use it? And again, with my trip, it also ties into like buying souvenirs. I remember my mom went after college. She traveled all of Europe, and she, specifically in Italy, she said that she bought so many souvenirs and wasted so much money on souvenirs that she could have gotten in like an Italian shop back in the United States. And so that really was in the back of my head whenever I was in Italy and any other place for that matter. And I was thinking of buying these things, and I'm like, no. These aren't, these aren't serving me a purpose. What is going to stay on my table and it's going to just sit there and collect dust uh, when I can literally buy that on Amazon or in another place. So I was very, very selective of what I was buying during my trip, especially also I didn't have that much space. Again, I, my carry-on was full. My backpack was full. I didn't really have enough space to bring a lot of stuff back. And so what I ended up doing is that I had kept a journal during my entire trip. I journaled my entire trip and I would buy postcards and postcards are like one euro and I was just able to slide them into my journal. I ended the trip with a full like fat journal and I'm like, you know what? This is my souvenir. This was what I'm taking home with me and this is gonna be so much more meaningful than if I were to get a random item during my trip. Don't get me wrong, I did buy some things. When we were in Switzerland, I got a Swiss RV knife. Uh, when we went to the Vatican, I got this little bracelet and I actually got it blessed by the church, which is really cool in a cool spiritual way. But all the things that I bought, for example, the Swiss Army Knife, I'm going to be using that. And the bracelet from the Vatican, I got it matching with another individual from the trip. So there's like that 
that special feeling to it. But yeah, I realized how important souvenirs were, so I really, really prioritized what I was going to buy during this trip. And it ended up working out because the things that I have, the things that I bought, they're incredible, they're amazing, and I'm going to think about them for a really long time. And I didn't feel like I wasted my money on any sort of like object or piece of plastic pretty much. So that was my little realization on my trip. Now I think I'm going to share a little bit of like tips and hacks that I've used these past few years to like not buy items. So when it comes to buying less things, I really recommend to not fall into the impulse purchasing. Once you see something, you're like, oh my god, like, I want it. There's this thing in your head called dopamine, and people, when they buy stuff, they get a dopamine rush, right? But it has been shown that you get the dopamine rush right before you purchase it, and once you purchase it, you're, like, in that low, and you're like, oh, this thing is no longer giving me that high, like, I'm gonna buy another thing, just things like that. So what I always do is that I kind of, like, trick my brain, and I think I'm like, oh my god, I love this so much. When I see a item, I'm like, oh my goodness, it's so pretty. Like, I will trick my brain into thinking that I'm gonna buy it, and I get that high, but then I just, boop, I put it back on the shelf. I think we really underestimate the power of like window purchasing. Like you can try stuff on, you can look at things, you can think about them, and you can put it right back where it was. If you put on a pair of clothing and you're like, oh my god, this feels, I feel so good in this, like I think I want to buy it, then go buy it. Like I'm not telling you to not buy anything, but really do not fall into the impulse purchasing because you'll just fill your house with half-decided items, like things that you just bought really quick and didn't actually put much thought into it, and you'll just surround yourself with things that you're only kind of happy about instead of super happy about, which also brings me into another thing is that you should definitely read the book The Life-Changing Magic of Tidying Up with Marie Kondo. Marie Kondo, I read her book and that was like the first time that I went through all of my things. She basically prioritizes what items in your home bring you joy and she kind of goes through all the different things that are in your house, whether that be like kitchen, room, bathroom, sentimental items, and she talks about how to choose whether or not to keep them or to get rid of them and say thank you and say goodbye and to thank them for their service in your life. So I really, really recommend reading that book. It was life-changing. It was. The title definitely is right in the fact that it is life-changing. Another thing is that when you are thinking of purchasing an item to consider how much it'll serve you and that's how much money it costs, how long, how many years is it going to serve you what are the eco ecosystem damages, I guess? And this could be like clothes or gadgets because we all know that the clothing industry is just so bad when it comes to its environmental effects. And you also got to wonder how happy you will be after you purchase this item. If it's just something to fill a void and real quick, you're going to live with an item that does no longer that's no longer serves you purpose you're no longer happy with and it took materials to make and you're going to just throw it out and it's going to be on this earth for longer than you are so definitely be aware of how much it is serving you and also another thing is to work with what you already have don't buy a new set of fancy pens when you have so many other pens that you haven't gone through just because your running shoes are in style anymore doesn't mean you cannot use them if they are still good quality and still support your body things like that there are so many things that you own that you can use for different things so those were some little tips of how to not buy things now i want to talk about how to get rid of things how to part with 
things. And this kind of ties everything together that once you limit your purchasing, once you only decide to buy things that really serve you a purpose and serve you joy, you'll end up having to get rid of less things. You'll end up realizing that like you don't have to do a garage sale every like a month or so. The more you are more conscious of your purchasing, the less you have to worry about getting rid of things. But anyways, uh, getting rid of things, again, read The Life-Changing Magic of Tidying Up with Marie Kondo. Oh my god, I cannot preface this enough. This is such an incredible book. You gotta do it. And another thing that I talked about is to understand that a cluttered room, a cluttered space, is a cluttered mind. You will not be working as efficiently as you would like to if your space is untidy or it is full of things that do not serve you a purpose or do not give you joy. Another thing that you want to think about when you get rid of things is getting rid of one day items. Basically those items where you're like, oh, one day I'll use this. Oh, maybe one day I'll need this. If you continue to do that, you will fill up your life, your space with one day items. Depending on what it is, if it's a really expensive item, then you don't want to get rid of it. If it is an inexpensive item, whether that be like a shirt or string for that matter, you can part with that in the moment and once you actually have a need for it, you can go out and buy it. It'll cause less mental strain uh, throughout this entire time that you don't have it. It won't cause a huge financial burden and your space is cleaner and more clear. Another thing is that except when an item has served you a purpose and thank it and say goodbye. This is really big in the book that I keep on mentioning. When you have an item that is worn down, is barely useful, or you don't want to get rid of it just because there is this thing telling you not to, when that item is no longer working for what you bought it for, you can get rid of it. There's this thing in this book where it talks about getting rid of books, um, and it talks about how if you have a book that you've been meaning to read, that it's just been there collecting dust, but it's just like, oh, I'm gonna read it someday. That book is teaching you right there that you are not meant to read it. You bought that book to tell yourself that you are not gonna read that book. Or if you have a half-read book that you're never gonna finish, that book was there, it was half-read to tell you that it was only meant to be read halfway. And I think once you realize that items have a purpose and once you realize that they have served their purpose, you are no longer using them, you are more willing to let them go. And lastly, don't wait for things to build up in your room to declutter them all, all at once. If you realize something is no longer serving you a purpose, you can get rid of it, you can sell it. Don't put everything in a little corner and be like, oh, this is stuff that I'm gonna get rid of once the pile is big enough. No, don't do that. Do not do that. Because then again, it is just like a cluttered space, cluttered mind. So yeah, that is all I have to say today. I really hope it wasn't that confusing. This is stuff that I've been aware of in my life for a really, really long time. And it's hard to kind of put things into words because my mind is just so scrambled. It's hard to actually put my thoughts and ideas down and say something. But yes, thank you so much for listening or watching my podcast. Uh, I will see you later. Goodbye.